Hi, today is November 28th, 2021. Welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Junie, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in NVIDIA. Thank you. Holy moly. Uh, up until this weekend, going into Thanksgiving weekend, we had uh, Thanksgiving off, and then there was a day to trade on Black Friday. Um, and, you know, we corrected a little bit. We bounced back a little bit. But there was a lot of fear heading into this weekend. And by the way, I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving break. Uh, I definitely did. I got to see some friends I would actually definitely did not think I would meet uh, for Thanksgiving. So that was really cool. Shout out to... Uh, Caleb, Eugene, and Mike, um, and Sean, uh, if you're listening, um, it was really, really fun, really good time, always, um, like, hanging out with that group, actually, very wholesome group, um, yeah, I'm gonna go off on a tangent, and so one of my, <laughs> one of my biggest fears in life, and I'm, I'm dead serious, is, uh, karaoke, like, I am so, so conscious about my singing, um it's like definitely to a fault and even might be toxic like i just cannot sing in front of people and i actually sung a song at the karaoke bar we went to last night so that was actually like a huge huge deal and uh i think i'm starting to get over it just a little bit all the singing in the shower and in the car is starting to pay off but just thought i'd let you guys and girls know just like a little bit more about me um you know starting off with just you know what, what my number one fear is um but yeah it was just super fun i hope everyone had a wonderful thanksgiving break we have christmas break coming soon too um and uh yeah but going back to the earlier topic everyone was super scared heading into this weekend um you know the new omicron strain of covid super contagious south africa travel has been banned people are worrying that the market will further correct um it just shows that like no one knows what's going to happen the stock market is so irrational right and as soon as you start trying to apply logic like oh omicron uh strain is coming out super contagious so the stock market has to go down and then you buy puts and then it doesn't go down in fact right now futures are up almost an entire percent so we're gonna if things hold steady for as they are right now we're gonna see a very strong bounce in the morning um for all the for all the stocks that probably got hit the hardest uh on friday um, but yeah, it just goes to show no one knows what's going to happen. And if you tr- start trying to apply logic to, you know, again, the Omicron virus and, or the Omicron strain, and then you buy puts and then it doesn't go down. And then suddenly you're sad and or mad that people aren't dying. Right. And you're kind of just like, whoa, 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 Junie, how do you, how did you make that connection? Uh, just because I'm da- sad on my play doesn't mean that like, I'm sad that people aren't dying. Well, you got you you got to really look at how you're profiting money here. There are an infinite amount of ways to make money in the stock market and betting on the stock market going down with the thesis of the Omicron virus or the coronavirus like like taking over again is not the right play, especially if you're a beginner. I'd say that like it, it doesn't seem like it, but bearish plays should be left to the pros. I'm not a pro, so I don't try to be one, uh, and that's also why I don't do bearish plays because, as we all know, the stock market usually goes up. If you zoom out of the graph, it is in your favor 
to always play the bullish side. Well, Junie, I'm just too scared. I don't want to play the bullish side right now because I really do think the Omicron virus is going to take over and whatnot. Then my my best words of wisdom here would be to just not play anything. Like go outside, skateboard, learn how to grow orchids, uh, go learn Brazilian jiu-jitsu, play your guitar, uh, drink water, just that's like a good reminder. Um, yeah, you gotta do everything but trade bearish. Um, it's just not uh, the best way to uh, get consistent returns. Because again, the point of being consistent is being able to do it like over and over again. If you're betting on that Hail Mary uh, that's gonna change your life, you might as well just buy a lotto ticket. Um, otherwise, your money, your hard earned money that you saved up for, uh, working a summer job, or maybe it's your first year salary that you saved up from working your first job, or maybe it's like your IRA that you just enabled trading in. You worked really, really hard for that money. Like, don't get persuaded by people that you see making monstrous gains on like Wall Street bets or like any of the other subreddits or FinTwit because most people don't get that lucky right there's definitely a lot of survivor bias going on though the ones that you know you see make monster gains are the ones that make monster gains but behind the scenes there's like hundreds of people uh that get their lives changed and i'm not going to say for the worst because you know honestly losing a lot of money might might make you a better person right maybe you have like you had all the money in the world and then you you lost it all, but now you see that money's not that important and you can still be happy, right? I'm trying to, I'm trying to really, really frame this in a positive light. But um, yeah, we're almost done for the year, but I just thought I'd give that uh, you know subtle reminder that, hey, no one knows what's going to happen. But once you start betting on what's going to happen, especially like ludic ludicrous like puts, like way super out the money, betting on Omicron crashing the entire market, chances are it's not going to happen. Chances are, even if it did, there are so many things that have to go right for you to be able to profit and know when to take profits. Do you have the discipline to take profits at a certain profit percentage? Do you know that you're going to pick the right strike? If you're if it doesn't reach that strike when it's going down, are you going to know to take out uh, maybe like when you have like plus 50% gains or when you double up your money? Or when are you going to get out? Do you have a plan for that? Are you going to make a plan before you buy your puts? Like there's so many things you gotta look out for because um, i get it right now a lot of people are making money in lots of different areas there's like people killing it with stock options there's people killing their crypto there's people and you just want to win you you want your piece of the pie i get it but we're almost done for the year for those that are that have done really really well uh that have a green pnl like by all means treat yourself buy yourself a lotto ticket play a little bit and do whatever but if you're in the red the sooner uh you start you know really thinking about your future and thinking of how important your money is and how important it is to protect your wealth than just uh you know gaining wealth uh that's when things start to change for the better Okay, next, uh, there's an email that was written in that I want to read. It's from Sean. Uh, it says, thanks for teaching us to pay attention to early reporters and sectors we are trading. If you trade lows, pay attention to Home Depot, etc. Uh, I had a bullish thesis uh, on a retailer, but decided to close near even when I saw great companies reported good earnings and still dipped. I couldn't help but check to play out what would have happened, but your advice saved me from max loss. 
Keep it up, friend. With much respect, Sean. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I do say that little blurb uh, about earnings, I think, like, probably like once in every four episodes. And I'm glad to hear, like, from direct feedback that, you know, someone's benefited from it. So, you know, uh, earnings are dangerous, but they are fun. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that, you know, you stopped a uh, fun thing from becoming an upsetting thing. I think that's, like, the biggest part that I want to, uh, like, demonstrate here or, like, highlight is that, Sean did a good job of, you know, taking a winning position um, and then uh, getting out while he was ahead. I think it's very, very important that um, when, you know, you're in these scenarios where you're winning and you're green, uh, it's okay to take the profit and then, you know, close it out. Assuming that, like, you, you have no plan. If you have some sort of plan, of course, stick it out to the profit percentage that you need to get it out to. Uh, but if you don't have a plan, uh, a good way I like to start framing these types of wins is like, okay, if you take a profit now and it keeps on going, like the stock keeps going higher, for example, uh, prove it to yourself that this play that you did was not luck. If it's not luck, you're just going to do this again and you'll make profit again. Don't think that every single trade that you're green on is going to change your life because chances are it won't. But... Uh, yeah, if you develop a system, you notice, you start noticing things, patterns uh, that you start trading by uh, and coming up with your own system, uh, you can start like having this become a more recurring thing. Oof, sorry for like the, the super radical cuts because um, I don't know what it is. I think it's because I just ate my first meal because I just did not eat today because I think I was just like too hyped up on coffee. But now it's starting starting to fade off, so I just <clears throat> I just ate, and I think I low key have heartburn. Not sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, looking through Google Analytics now, um, just give want to give another shout out to my listeners in Canada uh, and United Kingdom. I think I mentioned uh, you guys and girls too. Um, but then there's also a spike in Germany, Australia, and Netherlands. So if you're listening, like I totally uh, <laughs> I totally notice you, <laughs> and I just think it's. I think it's just so cool that like I started just talking into a gaming headset and now it's like people around the globe are listening to me. Obviously, it's not at a mass scale when I say uh, around the globe, but like looking at this like little map where it highlights the countries of like where I'm listened at, like it's pretty cool to see that my voice has traveled like that far so thank you to all those that do listen that are not in the united states also for the ones that are in the united states you guys and girls are probably like the ogs <laughs> like i don't remember ever seeing this many countries actually um beyond uh the united states but i do remember when i first hit like my first like 50 streams on spotify i was like so happy <laughs> um but now just like i still be still staying grateful but uh, yeah, just want to give a quick shout out to all the uh, countries that are outside the U.S. Okay, um, going into earnings, I'm just going to kind of read it off real quick. Uh, after close on Tuesday, you have Salesforce, uh, Zscaler, Box, and Hewlett Packard. Um, that's actually my bad. I kind of jumped the gun because I usually skip um, like Chinese stocks in general. But there's a lot of Chinese stocks opening before uh, open on Monday and lots of Chinese stocks opening before open on Tuesday. Uh, before open on Tuesday, 
There's actually a really notable one called Bao Zun. Um, and it, it's going to be it's going to be just interesting because like, there's a lot of talk about Chinese companies being delisted automatically and whatnot. Um, and that caused some of the, you know, the correction that we saw on Friday, Black Friday. Um, so it will just be interesting to see how these Chinese companies report. I have no idea what any of these Chinese companies do, uh, but that's just something I thought I would uh, point out. After close on Wednesday, there is CrowdStrike and Snowflake, as well as Okta and Splunk. Before open on Thursday, you have Dollar General, uh, Express, Kroger, TD, Ameritrade. After close on Thursday, you have DocuSign, Asana, Ulta, and Tilly's, as well as Domo and Zoomies. Uh, before open on Friday, there's Hibbit Sports and Big Lots. Okay, so I want to just like quickly talk about two of these. I think just at a super like general level too. So CrowdStrike is a cybersecurity company. You basically go to CrowdStrike if you're a company and you want to just be more secure. Uh, meaning like, you know, they set up protocols for your employees to follow. Like, okay, if you have a USB, you need to register it with the company. We need to know about it. If you, you know, have credentials in the cloud, we, we make sure it's encrypted. They, they set up the protocols for security and they also do some active security for your company uh, in the cyberspace. There's a lot of talk about how cybersecurity is becoming more and more important um, as, you know, just everyone gets more and more digital. The thing that I don't think it's talked about enough is that there's a lot of alternatives to CrowdStrike. I think there's not enough that you know of uh, if you're not into the cybersecurity space already. CrowdStrike just might be the biggest in, in name, especially just because they're in the stock market already. But there are lots of like startups and there's lots of smaller companies that will do what CrowdStrike does and they'll even do it to a more personal level where it's not like some uh, general package. So if for those that do play CrowdStrike and your main thesis is, hey, cybersecurity is just going to become more important, I don't think that's a strong enough thesis to uh, go all in on. Because, you know, some of you are like, okay, Junie, well, you know, you say to never go in all in on anything, so you, I don't know why you're saying that. It's just... It's just another point for you to think about if you are on the, you know, cybersecurity is the future and everyone needs to have it type on, on that train. Um, next, I want to talk about Okta. Uh, Okta is like the single sign-on platform where like if you've ever, um, you know, not every time you do it, but sometimes when you, you know, say like sign in with Facebook or, you know, you want to sign in with your company um, you know, and you want to use like that sign in with your uh, company's email, Okta is there to do it for you and or with you. Um, and it's just one of those things where I'm having like a super tough time uh, understanding how, like just how much longer Okta can go up. I It's one of those technologies that I feel like is not that uh, proprietary, but it does save a lot of money in the event that like, okay, you, if you're a small team, you don't have to have uh, an entire like authentication team. You can just like hire Okta, which I think is just how most of these companies are starting to, are starting to like build up, right? It's just like, okay, let's build a business to business business um, and let's just be uh, the turnkey solution to a part of someone's product. Uh, 
So there's Okta, there's DocuSign, um, there's Salesforce, there's uh, Jira. Um, is Salesforce Jira or Jira? Yeah, sales, eh, something like that. I don't know. I forget. But you, you guys and girls get my point. Is Okta, I'm not entirely sure. Let me also bring it just so I'm not like talking out my butt. Um, Okta stock. Right, it's been on a tear. I'm pretty sure. Oh, it was. And it's actually cooling off now. So this is cool. Okay, so Okta has been on a tear. The last time I saw of it was like when it was nearing 300. And I had just assumed it like stayed up there. But it has gone up and down, up and down. And now it's chilling at 222. So this is not nearly as bad as I thought it was. So, uh, in, yeah, I'm not going to cut this out. <laughs> we, we, we do that. I'm going to keep that in. Because I, I do think that's still relevant. Where like these turnkey solutions where you're going to hire out to another company uh, to do this bit of your own products uh, features, I think is just, I don't know. There, there's going to be more and more competitors as we continue forward. There's just no such thing as software that is, like, not replicable. Um, you see that, like, all the time with, like, remember when Snapchat, or not Snapchat, remember when Instagram copied uh, Snapchat stories? Um, you know, Twitter has, like, stories or videos in their platform now, if you're in that beta test. Um, you know, uh, Patreon uh, and all these, like, pay pay per month type of services twitter is also doing that word that you can now sign up for um like pay per, not pay per tweet but like it's something something of that sort where you pay for a certain timeline that people uh, post to or that's someone that you're interested in posts to um okta is just the authentication layer and i think they just have a lot of licensing where like uh it's just hard to maintain and to um renew like that whole process is just super um cumbersome like you don't want to be a small company and do all that and just um and also like companies are becoming more and more afraid to uh host their like clients data like if you sign up on a platform that's uh backed by okta your data actually just lives in okta Okta just um, like is a hand like a handshaker between uh, you and the service that you're signing up for. Right now, like when you sign up on ThetaGang.com, you're in the ThetaGang database. You're not in uh, you're not in the Okta database because I don't use Okta. But you can see like if you're a smaller company or like um, for example, if you're just creating your own startup, like you don't also need Okta. Okta is just really for like big enterprise companies um but ah i'm just going to talk myself into circles that's that's my those are my thoughts on okta if you have any you know specific thoughts on okta i'd love to hear it if you want to stop by at twitch.tv slash real thing um because yeah I, i've been keeping a close eye on okta keeping close eye on zoom not that i'm interested in investing but i'm just curious to see like where that type of um innovation or that type of like company structure, that type of product, like where does that go when you're when you're helping another company uh, be better, like AKA Zoom, but you're not proprietary because there's Microsoft Teams, there's Discord, there's all these other competitors, right? So we'll see, we'll see. Okay, uh, I want to talk about the ThetaGang.com website updates because this is actually super, 
super huge. I was almost going to call this version 3 because it's just that big of a change. Uh, the biggest change and the most recent change, I've, I've done a lot of changes just today. Uh, like that, that Vietnamese coffee place I'm telling you, Black Dot, is no joke. <laughs> I get so much done every time I go. And it's like an unhealthy amount, but you know, got to get it done. Um, so the first and the biggest change is that there's um, virtualized tables now. So before, when you would go to my page at datingcom slash Junie, the one that I always tell you to go to because, oh, yo, I'm so real. Oh, look at me. Oh, yeah, if you're not you're making gains with this kind of... <laughs> um, it used to take a really long time to load. Uh, I've done plenty of changes where, you know, I would cache it, ca cache a lot of the data in Redis in the back end. I would do um, or request caching on the server. I would also um, optimize a few queries and that made things faster. But the biggest constraint was always just the browser's ability and your computer's ability to render as many divs as, you know, however many trades I had. Uh, and all of my trades have many more divs within those and you can tell that there's just like thousands of elements trying to be rendered at one time. Right now, what's happening is that there's a dedicated uh, amount of space that I allow on the screen to render divs and the, de the, de the devs, the divs are not being generated until you scroll to them. So that's what virtualization is, is like, hey, we're only gonna show or render as many divs as can fit on the screen right now. If you want to render all the other divs, you just need to scroll to it. So you're gonna uh, you're gonna feel some sort of like UX change, or like you know you're not gonna be scrolling down all the way down on a page anymore. You'll be scrolling within a smaller window, but you're going to notice that trades load so much faster. And the reason why this wasn't done before is that this this change. Like, I'm going to be super honest. If this was a change that had to happen, like, at a company, um, like, <laughs> yeah, Theta Gang is a company, but, it, you know, that's, <laughs> it's with me. Uh, if you were to give this to a dev at, like, a Fortune 500 company, uh, this would easily take a month. Like, that, I'm being totally serious. That was, this was so much work that <laughs> I started this at, like, 9 30 a.m and i'm just now i just finished like the putting the finishing touches like 30 40 minutes ago uh at nine so it was like a 12 hour thing and i had just talked about like i just ate i like ordered pho uh takeout as i was like fixing the last few bugs um just with all the other things as well but uh yeah it was a lot of work and i'm just super happy that's finally done and now I can have peace of mind of like making sure that everything else on the website could just be added to this nice layer or foundation that we have. So faster load and render times do uh, with uh, virtualization. Uh, bios on your profile can now be on multiple lines. Uh, shout out to Major for requesting that. Um, comments are now uh, ordered in the correct order. Uh, I noticed that they were out of order again. Uh, through my conversation on the website uh, with Roadster99. So shout out to Roadster if you're listening to this. Um, and the last 25 trades horizontal bar chart that you see on everyone's profiles of your last 25 trades, uh, that is now uh, the last 10 trades. It's easier on the eyes. Uh, it's easier on the UI. Uh, and it's just, I think it's just better because it's just more recent. I don't really care about your last 
uh, other like say 15 I just I do really only care about like your 10 so we'll keep the keep it here for now lots of changes today very happy I'm like so happy that I got it all done too like my biggest fear when I started working on uh, the, the features today this morning was like oh man this is a lot of work but if I don't finish it all today it's gonna bug the heck out of me as I'm like just like like living through the next week because uh, that's just that's just the type of person I am like if I get started on something like I need to finish it because the way that I look at it is once I finish it I get to look back on it and I get to just like like I'm gonna just like load my like my trades over and over again just like seeing how fast it is now because I love that that sense of like um, accomplishment that once you build something I think that's what's so cool about engineering is that like you build something and you can see the fruits of your labor over and over again of it just working you're like wow like i did that so yeah just super happy um kind of just talking off a storm right now because i was just basically head down to my computer uh for like 12 hours <laughs> um but yeah i'll just go on to the next section <laughs> And so I think I'm going to keep with the plan for this episode. I didn't want to actually have a topic for this one um, just because I'm pretty exhausted and I just kind of wanted to talk about like what's currently been happening because I think it's just easier to talk about. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm probably going to call this like something along the lines of like Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, but I thought, you know, I would do like a little recap of like what my live stream was and that's twitch.tv slash real theta gang at 7 30 p.m pacific time um i last live stream uh i talked about uh, my latest trades and i had executed like three trades um or two i don't remember it's one yeah no it's definitely three um and it, it spawned off of uh, someone saying that, you know, they're, they just seem to not enter at the right time or they feel like they keep losing and the market goes in the exact opposite direction of when they open up their positions. Um, and that got me to thinking, well, I could just talk about my position because uh, I sold cash secured puts and bought stock. Uh, like right before a 10% correction. So last last Thursday um, or Friday, one or the other, I had sold puts and I bought stock right before um, that thing about like Jay Powell uh, potentially being re like reinst not reinstated, but like him just like continuing to be in the chair. Um, and that like spooked the markets because he's gonna be raising rates and whatever. Um, which I, do, I just do not care about. Like, I'm not a huge fan of that type of news. I just, like, kind of just keep on trading or whatever. Had I known that that decision was going to be made or that announcement was going to be made, like, within those minutes, I would have not traded. But uh, this is just a perfect example of, like, me just sticking with the plan. And um, I wrote cash secure puts and I bought stock. And then for the next few days after that, uh, up until the live stream, we corrected about, like nine percent on a lot of the stock and so i was down maybe like four or five thousand dollars um and even on that day of the live stream i was like down 1.5k or something like that um and on that live stream um you know i was just talking about like how you know see i also time things horribly 
But what I do differently than most people is I just stick with the plan and I understand where I lose and where I'm okay. Um, you know, th this is my plan for uh, if we do start correcting back upwards, I'll deleverage here. I'll buy this back for a slight profit here. I won't care about max gains at all. I just want I just want to deleverage. Uh, so I talked all of that on Tuesday at the live stream, and then the following next day, there's a huge bounce that let me deleverage one of the puts I wrote for Nvidia. And you know, I was just looking really, really prime. And going into this weekend, um, like I was saying earlier in this episode, there are a lot of people expecting the market to continue going lower. From what I can tell right now, the futures say that we're gonna head on up. So that is gonna give me another opportunity to potentially close out the puts that I wrote that bef uh, preceding the you know, 10% fall, um, you know, the next week, just the week after right, right when I wrote them. Um, well, that was a really confusing sentence. Um, yeah, so it's just like deleveraging now is like my main objective. Um, but more importantly, what I thought was super cool about last Tuesday was that it was just a live stream looking at my trading terminal, looking at that it was red, and I was just talking uh, through my mistakes of like, you know, I was being a little greedy here. I didn't need to open these. Uh, you know, there was an argument to be made about how idle money is also losing to inflation, but like, really, I've had a, such a great year. Like, uh, why do I need to mess up my profit loss now? Uh, but of course, hindsight is twenty twenty, and a lot of trading is just like rolling with the punches. Um, and if you do have a plan <laughs> for when you get punched in the mouth, then things get a lot better and things are a lot less scary. So, you know, just. Think of me as if the market is really up tomorrow, it's gonna be a great way for me to deleverage and even maybe get out with a profit. Um, otherwise, I'll see everyone on the next Tuesday live stream. Uh, there will be an update of just like how my positions ended or where they're currently at if I haven't exited them yet. Um, but yeah, it's those are those are the the most fun live streams too. Is like when I get to really talk out my like, thought process and give a chance to uh, let everyone see my, and it was an interesting stream too. It was definitely a different one because I let everyone see my open trades, right? To just prove that I was red on those. Um, and you know, those are normally, that's normally like gated for only patrons, but like that was a totally transparent episode, uh, not episode, but a totally transparent live stream where you saw my red positions, you saw my total account balance, you saw my, um, my plans, my entries, and everything. I thought it was really cool. We had a pretty big turnout too, and I think that's just because a lot of people like hearing that Junie is having a red day, so they come in and they're like, <laughs> see, he's just like us. <laughs> um, yeah, very, very happy, because really, when, when I am eventually on YouTube, I don't wanna be just like another guru or like someone that's just like always wins, right? I wanna be that person that like owns up to their losses and uh, is, is able to talk through them in a constructive way, not like, oh, it was the market manipulators, oh, we'll get them next time, boys, yeah, apes together, you know, none of that cringy stuff. Um, and I think I'm just setting the tone right now by just, um, live streaming, answering questions, and kind of gives me a feel for like what people are particularly interested in. So if you want to give you know some sort of feedback, or if you want to just see on your own of just like you know where Junie is in the year, if you ever want to see Junie's portfolio, if you ever want to see uh, you know like just or ask me questions in general. Like a lot of people uh, you know are too lazy to write an email. 
Uh, but you know, if you have time on a random Tuesday afternoon around like seven thirty to nine or seven thirty to like eight thirty Pacific time, uh, I would. There's like a ninety nine percent chance uh, I can answer your question or I will answer your question because um, it's not a very big live stream. There's probably maximum of like thirty people on at one point, so it's like a really cool way for me to just like get to know you especially if you wanted to like hold yourself accountable to a few trades maybe you can we can talk it out and i can give you my thoughts on a few of those or like if you wanted to come up with a plan i think that would make a pretty cool cool like topic for one of the um live streams it's like a, it's just like a really cool way to uh, get to know me a little bit better because uh on the live stream a lot of podcast episodes spawn a lot of um just like organic things like looking up houses playing chess like all all the things that i used to do um it was just really fun anyway uh happy thanksgiving to everybody uh thanksgiving or not thanksgiving uh, christmas is right around the corner and we're done with the 2021 year it has been crazy uh but i won't go into the whole closing speech and i'll save that for like the last episode of 2021 i'll see everybody on the live stream on tuesday uh at twitch tv uh twitch.tv slash real theta gang at 7 30 p.m pacific time otherwise i'll just see everybody in the next podcast episode bye-bye okay you can follow me on twitch at real theta gang you can follow me on twitter at real theta gang you can email me at juni at thetagang.com theta gang is proudly partnered with tastyworks and signing up with the theta gang referral code is a huge help that's theta gang one word all caps uh, I want to give an extended shout out to Pocket Change, King Polo D, Mike D, Slow Motion, Jay Z, M, a lot, Patrick Bedtime, Empty Cans, Mods, Norco, Royal, Mitch Brady, Seven, Upstream Pet Paddle, Craig Thomas, CJ Wilson, Beans, J Kemp, Statistically Ram, Tom Hobbs, Mr. Integrity, Jevy, Deleted, Joffrey, eighty six, Ambel, Wheaton, DJ Mac, eighty six, Nov, Vlad, TC, Mont Man, eighty six, Chivonis, M Hayden, Little, Little, Mr. Steezy, Mel, Dunzo, Grandpa, ninety five, Little, Justin, Fancy Wolf. <laughs> Master X, Nate the Rivers, Seung, Season Ash, Satoshi, Bat Trader, Chicken Dinner, Yavin, Yurkinov, Dissential, Arf Man. Lord Scouts for his lazy reservist jester. Crispy Cream Boy could put Rusty or Shifty AG Theta Ray UX U Alex V and Ensis88. Uh thank you so much uh for your like ongoing support. If if you're listening to this now, it is too late. Uh I am this is the exact moment where I'm cutting off uh the Secret Santa stuff. Um we're gonna do Secret Santa as uh as a discord group i think that's gonna be pretty fun um my girlfriend told me about this service called elfster that we'll probably use so i think that's a cool that's a little cool thingy thingy with bobber uh, like a cool service and see <laughs> this is just one of those things where like oh it's a turnkey solution because obviously you know i could put down an excel sheet and we could all contribute to that and all that Nah, I, I thought about it and you know my girlfriend uh, also came up with like a few good reasonings of why it should be on elfster and i thought hey you know that sounds that sounds good to me so um i'm sorry i apologize if you wanted to get in in some sort of like secret theta gang secret santa um but i thought that it would be just a little bit more genuine as well if we did secret santa with the group that was already in here instead of me like promoting oh if you get in now you'll be part of the secret santa because really like this doesn't need to happen i just want it to be like a nice thing to do for everybody so i think um depending on how this one goes we'll do it again next year and uh yeah i'm pretty excited for it um because it's just gonna be sending that up probably 
probably like tomorrow or like Tuesday. Um, but yeah, I haven't done a Secret Santa in so long, actually. Uh, so this is this is gonna be pretty cool. <laughs> it's gonna be super funny, I think. Uh, and uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. No, I think last week's one percent section was pretty pretty thorough. I I don't have much more to say now. I think it's because honestly, my brain is like fried. I've been too much coding in the last like twelve hours. Um, probably gonna rot some of my mind with uh, a few video games. Um, namely Dota. I've been playing Dota so much, um, which I think is part of the reason why I went so ham today uh, with the code and all the feature changes. It's just like a lot of catch-up work that uh, I felt like I needed to do, but that's just me and my, you know, a super miss, uh, super misconfigured work-life balance meter in my head. Oh, I played a few hours of video games today. I, I should code 12 hours straight tomorrow. It's too balanced. <laughs> yeah. But that's me in a nutshell. Anyway, uh, I'll see everybody on live stream. Otherwise, podcast next week. Um, we're almost done with 2021. Crazy. Stick in there, and uh, I'll see everybody next week. Bye-bye.